everyone. Welcome to the show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany and welcome everyone. It is so great to come to you today. And I have the pleasure and the distinct honor of bringing the most fabulous, fabulous guest on the show. I'm so blessed because I have a mission of helping people and, and spreading the word. And you know what? My guest today was on the show July 20th, no, July of 2020, episode number 28. So let's do the math a little bit here. We're on about episode 155, 156. I'm not sure exactly, but we've been around a minute or two putting out these podcasts every Tuesday. And I'm so proud to say that this man was with me in the beginning and he's this precious friend of mine. We met in the culinary world and everyone welcome back to the show, Gabriel Benjamin. Welcome back. Thank you back. so much. Wow. You know how you make me sound so good. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> are. You. You're fabulous. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I'm just humbled to be back here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And it's been, you know, pretty, pretty interesting ride so far. And I'm really excited. So. Well, I'm so proud of you and yeah. what you're doing and I can't wait to share what everyone with everyone what you're doing yeah. but I want to hit a little bit on episode number 28 okay. and what we talked about we're just gonna just just rake over but I want you to go back and listen everyone because your story is fascinating okay. it's a story of, of struggle success struggle success and finding yourself and I think that resonates with so many people listening and watching right now you were you went to culinary school that's our common thread uh you went to did you go to cia i would say oh bless you yeah. <laughs> johnson yeah. and wales girls here yeah so you know it's just one of those things you you go through life ups and downs roller coaster and i you know i've been through some hills and valleys mm -hmm. and um not proud of some of the things but it's just my life and so today, uh, I'm so grateful and thankful for the opportunities that have come to me. And now I want to take it to another level sure. and, and help others. And so that's really what I'm doing. I love coming back to Texas and, you know, come and talk with you. And so that's that's really what I'm doing. Well, um, you know, you just said something, and I say this all the time. You said you've had some struggles and success, but... I think, and the reason, a huge reason for my platform is I wanted to share my struggles and my success with people to show people they're not alone. And because your story is so unique, you know how many millions, you do know how many millions of the people are convicted felons like you. Yeah. Right? And, and, and that's the thing, you know, a lot of times we're in the, we're, we're behind our house, you know, we're behind closed doors. We don't want to admit our failures until it's too late so for me it's just i try to stay transparent i try to stay available and um it's real important just to share my experience strength and hope on where i've been where i'm going but mainly just for today right. you know i live for today and i look forward I, I can plan as much as i can but for the most part i live by principles mm -hmm. and so um but it's tough, you know, we all know somebody that struggles with drugs mm -hmm. and alcohol. Right. And uh, it's a killer and it's getting worse. And so I struggled with it for years, mm -hmm. but um, you know, I, I, I'm okay for today. So that's really it. I love that. Yeah, I'm okay for today. It's it's okay. You know, One day at a time. Right? Just gotta talk about it. So mm -hmm. I, I stay transparent. Um, I've got 13 years uh, clean and sober today, uh, March 6, 2010. I'll never forget it. 
uh, I woke up in a jail cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fort Worth, Tarrant County, right here down five blocks. Not far. No. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was it was just one of those things that it's life for yeah. me. You know, yeah. nobody has to go through this. And, and but, but there's people, you know, white collar, blue collar. Doesn't matter what Doesn't collar. matter. You know, no. we all go through something that we struggle with, whether it's drugs and addiction or if it's eating or gambling. Sure. Sex. sex uh, shopping. All, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I still have, I don't have a drug and alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. I have a thinking problem. I have a character de- defect problem, behaviors <laughs> and ideas. And right. So today I live by, you know, I stay in the solution. Right. And right. Uh, whenever I'm in a problem, I use a principle to, to, to to adjust it and that's really what is what's right. life you know is adjusting and um so i am going to 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 let's help some people here yeah absolutely let's let's back up okay. to you were in high school and your mother said to you you're hanging around the wrong people and i watched my i was a helicopter mom and actually i still am and she's 24 but that statement is so true right it you can be influenced by the people that you're with especially at a young impressionable age right correct and that's what happened right so you know it's funny thing you said that because actually i was the one that was a bad influence and my friends were so together we just really kind of just (laughs) rubbed off on each other i mean Mm -hmm. you just have different routes and so i was just that kind of kid you know And, and at 18 i had a decision um you know get right or get out right and so uh, i moved to arizona mm-hmm. and i uh, lived there and moved to new york and just moved around kept moving i just right that's how we do mm-hmm. you know geographical change thinks you know mm-hmm. it's not going to change us but it's not right. it's our behaviors exactly so, so you were looking for a different demographic not a different geography just moving to a different place but but what you just really weren't solving the problem or addressing the problem which was which me was, yeah which me. was you and addiction and you finally did and the day you woke up in the jail cell was that your aha moment rock bottom has come to me in so many different ways and forms um i just couldn't get out of myself i had to fire me as a general manager of my life because i wasn't good at it i had to incorporate god into my life and bring god and and, and really just Take that and, and and roll with it, and just allow a spirit, a higher power to to govern my life because I wasn't good at it. So, well, that that's huge. You said <laughs> you had to fire yourself as the GM. Yeah, I mean, I love that. Yeah, and you started over. Started over. I, you know, I, I went to prison. I got out six years ago, and nobody here in Dallas Fort Worth would give me a job. And and at that time, I was so resentful. I got some clean time and I'm resentful, upset. All my friends, nobody wants to give me a job, really? Mm-hmm. Like, but I understand um, that the trust had been broken. You know, I'm not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Thank God for sponsorship and my sponsor, Marvin Pinger. I, I, thank God. You know, yeah. I'm, I, I just, I'm so grateful for that man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I break his anonymity because he's just a wonderful man. And he's mm-hmm. the only one I would ever do that to because he's helped me in so many ways. And I'm so grateful for that man because he told me, are you willing to get honest, open-minded and willing? And so what does willing look like? $11 an hour as a dishwasher. 
Right. And that's what I did. And you had a culinary degree. <laughs> and you were washing I dishes. Background, uh, history. Exactly. I worked history. for some of the greatest chefs, chefs in the country. And for sure. Still, it was, what am I willing to do to change today? Like, let's go back to the beginning. So that's what I did. I, I um, you know, just to kind of summarize six years, I got out, washed dishes, and then I found Lanny. Mm -hmm. And, you know, got in at Righteous, helped Righteous Foods get off the ground and went to Riata, love Riata, they're my family, and they're mm -hmm. just, I absolutely love the McCalla family and everybody there, and they gave me an opportunity. And so, um, and after that, you know, I went to another establishment and, you know, I was growing, growing, and and then, you know, thing life happens. Mm -hmm. Life happens and family becomes first. Right. And so uh, we made a decision to move to Arizona. And uh, my family's out there in Arizona, and and so uh, we wanted to help my mother and and my father. They're they're getting older now, and so uh, we made an adjustment to move out to Arizona, and that's where I'm at today. And yeah. I'm, I'm grateful to be around my family. It's something new, and um, had an opportunity out there in Arizona, and the decision to go and stay in the culinary field, and um, had a nice job offer. That was it was you know, really nice offer. You were so, offered uh, Four Seasons, right? Task Force. What a huge chef, opportunity. Uh, four Seasons. Right. You know, a guy like me with 11 felonies wow. to go and work for mm -hmm. Four Seasons and say, hey, you know what? We believe in you. It was like, you know, it's like, okay, you're back. I'm back officially, but you know what? I did it the right way. And so um, the hardest thing was to turn that job down. And you did. And I turned it down and um, my dad and my mom, we talked about life and, you know, what's my purpose? What's your purpose in life, Gabriel? What do you want to do? And uh, I want to help people. I want to help people. And so that's what we're doing today. We are helping people. We want to open up sober living homes. Apple tree sober living is my dream. It's my baby. I want to put it through. Um, it's not so much as it's not about me. I'm not special. I'm not unique. You know, I'm just a vehicle for my higher power to help others. And I have an opportunity. And that's why I'm here in Texas today. I'm looking for investors. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to people. I'm, I've secured some investors now and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm building that, that brand. And, uh, I want to move forward, um, build some homes there right now is a good opportunity. And so, um, I'm looking forward. I'm excited about it. And, uh, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So okay. you you having probably one of the best job offers you've ever had in your life and that opportunity when when you have been turned down multiple times because of your history. So that was a milestone in itself, you getting that job offer, right? You turned it down because you do have a mission in your life. And we're going to talk about all about this and, and your sober living homes. But did you finally make the decision? It's time. It's just time. Because I know how passionate you are about culinary. I love it. It's it's my baby. I mean, I, since I was eight years old watching world-class cuisine on PBS. <laughs> I mean, right. it's just one of those things that, you know, um, it was it was. It was just—I don't know how to describe it. It's self, you know. It's self. It's ego for me. It's—it's it's tough, you know. All the chefs here in Dallas, Fort Worth, and all around the world, 
they they sacrifice so much. Uh, they sacrifice their their livelihoods. They sacrifice their families. They sacrifice their own well being. Uh, we talk about it, and so for me, but it's all about for me that this addict, the name on your jacket, the 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 accolades that come with it, the 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 struggles, the the pain. You know what happens if you fail? You know I couldn't handle failure. Really, I just couldn't handle it. I could not handle failure, um, and so getting out of it wasn't so much about the failures or the or the successes. It was just something else that happened in my life that I wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, I kept hearing these guys on online, and you know, what's your purpose in life, and you know, what's different today? I'm 48 years old, and so uh, you only have so much time in life. And it's so precious, oh, so fragile. It can be taken from you in a minute. Yeah. So what do you want to do? What, what can you do? And so that day when I left prison, I heard my higher power say, you know what, Gabriel, I'm going to give you your life back. Because honestly, they wanted to give me 40 years. I, I was supposed to do 40 years in the penitentiary. But when I was released, November 22nd of, of uh, 2016, I was given life back again. And I heard my higher power tell me, I'm going to give you your life back, but I want you to feed my sheep. I want you to help others. And so I had to get some trust. I had to get, you know, build myself back up to be trustworthy again. And that's where I'm at today. So I think people believe in me and I'm so grateful. Just uh, Mm -hmm. really been traveling and, 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 um, having a little fun. Mm -hmm. And so that's done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I need to get back to work. And and this is the new, this is it. This is right here. Apple tree, sober living. It's based on the, the tree. Um, it's living, it's, it's, it's breathing. It's, it's, you know, it's growing. You can't see it, but you know, it's growing. The branches stand for your family and friends, right? And the leaves stand for the principles of recovery, honesty, humility, patience, fortitude, love, and forgiveness. Mm. I preach forgiveness. I preach it. Tolerance, acceptance. I can, I can't, I gotta accept people, places, and things for what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't change them, but I can change how I react to them. Right. So it's important to me. Right. Uh, it's important for me. And, and right now, the drug epidemic here in the country is just at an all time high. And without going into politics so much, it just, you, you can't stop the drug war, but you can help that addict that wants to change, you know? So that's, that's really for me what, what life's all about. Right, right. Yeah, that, I mean, truly helping people. And, you know, when you get, when you, when you're, when you're thinking through the helping of a person that is an addict, it's, it's so mind boggling for people that are not struggling like that and don't understand, but it's true and it's real. I had a physician on here earlier this season, that same thing. He was, he is on a mission to stop to stop the drug drug war. I mean, not the drug war, d- drug abuse, you know, and the addictions and it's tough. And he's a doctor that's not prescribing opioids. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he talks about the same thing you are, just the chances and people don't have the second chances and, and, and giving those second chances and helping people by not prescribing them in the first place. The hardest part is the addict that's just those, there's those that are unfortunate. You just can't help people that aren't ready. Uh, that's the hardest part. 
you know, what do you do in those situations? What do you what do you do with the pe- person that's just not ready? Mm-hmm. And um, I can't rob them of their experiences, unfortunately. Right. There are those that are gonna die. And I know it's it's just, I don't like to say that, but it's the truth. Yeah. But you can plant the seed and you can help them grow. And um, I plan to do the work, you know, I'm on a mission and, and I'm a soldier for God. I just, I love that. And I love being available to people. And, and if I can do it, so can you, Right. you know, you can too. So tell me about this. So we're starting, you're starting Apple Tree. You're in the, you're in the, um, the phase of investing. Correct. What is, okay, we know your mission, obviously. I have more questions about that, but tell us what you're building and where you're building the homes. You were talking to me earlier about the number. So in Arizona, because I live there, the main thing is on the West Valley, there's not a lot of sober living. There's a problem right now with sober living homes all around the country that are manipulating insurance. And so the reason why I got involved is because I noticed this. A lot of people, it's brought to our attention how people are bringing people off the streets, they're using drugs in people's homes, in these sober living homes, and they're collecting off the insurance. When I left on the 15th of this month, the Fed shut down 200 homes in Arizona because of manipulation, fraud, it's it's, 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 it's really, uh, it's just not. And so for me, moving forward, I wanna do it the right way. the, the, the catalyst is keep it simple, keep it clean, uh, keep it step recovery based off of faith in a higher power. Um, so, uh, you know, nothing crazy, it's manageable. $200 a week from, from a, a client, a person that's trying to change their life. Um, they have a home, it's a half million dollar home that has a five bedroom, six bedroom home house manager in there with year clean. Each person has 90 days clean to come in, mandatory job, mandatory sponsor, mandatory step meetings. And and I'm involved day-to-day operations. Uh, I'll be at the house daily um, doing morning meditations, talking to people, getting their families involved, doing using food as a way of, of loving on each other. Let's have luau's at the house. Let's have cookouts, invite family and friends. And let's build into apartment complexes and create these sober living communities and and showing people that you can live life to your fullest Mm -hmm. to the to the absolute best of your ability um so one of the main topics is how do you find jobs how do you get involved how do you change your life where does that change come from you instill hope you instill love you instill care into to people and you show them how to live one day at a time Right. So without getting to too cliche-ish, um, creating partnerships with businesses uh, around Phoenix area, um, creating new businesses, creating new opportunities, creating landscaping, uh, vocations like carpentry, landscaping, culinary arts, welding. These are all trades that are still in demand today and are going to be in a demand for, no matter what the economy does. And those people, I think we can train them. Uh, there's vocations there and the rehabs, a uh, main rehab there in, in, in Phoenix that is helping them. And, and uh, I'm really excited to, 
to 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 be a part of that so um you know it's just uh it just takes a little time and passion and, and i'm willing to be there for people right, so right yeah. so tell me out of the millions of of um that people that need assistance that would need help that would be needing a home and you you're limited on the number of people that you could accept how do you go through the process of selection that's a good question. Screen, <laughs> the screening process. Yes. You cannot just bring anybody off the street. There has to be a screening process. So we have probably a hundred different questions of, of, of trials and tribulations, where you're at in, in your recovery, what you want to do. So a lot of times people are coming out of prison. Uh, they go into rehabs. Uh, and, and once they get into those rehabs, they want to change their life. They've been in a rehab. They're trying to get out of rehab, but the problems that they face is they can't get in apartment complexes because they have felonies. Mm -hmm. I ran into the same problem when I came out of prison. I had felonies, apartment complexes wouldn't rent to me. Even though I had a good job, I was working. They just wouldn't rent to me because of my, my judgment. And unfortunately, that's what the society does. We judge and we judge and we judge. And uh, I don't want to judge you. If you want to change, I'll help you. We, we know there's nothing like an addict helping another addict. We know if you're doing right. And, uh, and we have drug testing there. But, but the screening process is simple. You know, you have to have a job. You have to have a sponsor. You have to go to meetings. And we'll monitor all that stuff. We'll work with you. As soon as you, you if, if, if anything gets thrown off, we'll see it. We'll see it. But the main thing is, Working with people is is uh, is a everyday consistent. Uh, it's it's got to be a, a time where you work with people and you're involved in day to day everyday struggles. You know, with the good and the bad. Not just sometimes when I was in my best days, having good days, I used. You know, so you want to be there for people when they're going through the goods and the downs, uh, ups and downs of life. So. Yes. So how are you doing with the investing? How, how is that going? Because, I mean, for me to ask people for money or sponsorships, it's very, very difficult. It's not my personality. Um, my entire team knows that. How do you handle that? Because that's you, right? That's me. That's just me saying, you know, this is who I am. You've got to build trust, right? So with a business plan uh, presenting what we're doing, that's one, right? Two is showing a background of where I've been, what I'm doing, um, and, and putting up some of my own money, right? So I've done that to put a little skin in the game. Um, and the third part is bringing people that are involved in, in recovery and that have some part of it where they want to be involved in something different. You know, uh, investing is, is what, how do you know it's going to be? A, a fail proof. Nothing is fail proof, right? You, investing is a leap of faith, trusting in the business, uh, getting lawyers involved, having contracts signed, and, and, and just knowing that you're part of something that's going to change somebody's life. Make a difference. It's going to make a difference. And um, I'm still new to that. Don't get me wrong. I don't know everything. I, I'm still learning too. I'm, I'm learning too, but I will give everything I got and I will do the work and I will be involved. And so, um, uh, it, whatever it takes, 
whatever it takes, just like the kitchen, the same drive, the same passion it took me to work 14, 18 hour days in the kitchen is the same drive I want to apply to working in these sober living homes and be a part of and, and learning from others. You know, uh, there's other people that have done it. So that I think that's next. I think for me to go into a house and do like an externship is next. There's some great houses already established in in the Phoenix area that I'd like to get involved mm -hmm. and, and, and go and, and say, Hey, you know what? I'd like to live in your house and, and, and work with these guys and, and just do like an externship. Why not? That's why not? You know, it's just something changed and, yeah. and learn. Question for you. And I'm wondering who is thinking this as well. Are you always in recovery? <sighs> wow. You know, absolutely. I'm always, living life on life's terms. I'm always living by principles. I mean, we're looking here on the side of the streets right now and driving. How many times have you been run over and had an altercation on the road? How do you handle that? You know, how do you handle that? You quickly forgive, let it go. That's, that's recovery for me. That's recovery for me. When you go through relationships, and they just don't work out and you just have to set boundaries. That's recovery. You know, when you're dealing with family, friends, and they still bring up your past, right? And they just can't yet forgive you because can't they know you, they know you, they know your background. And so when they kind of like hesitate, you let them, you have acceptance for that. That's recovery. So I don't want to say it's automatic, but it's a day-to-day, -day, you know, life. And that's why I still go to meetings. That's why I still stay involved with people in recovery. I listen to other people just because I have some substantial amount of clean time. doesn't mean anything. I live for, you know, I woke up today at seven o'clock. You know, people, if you woke up before me, you have I more did. clean time than me. <laughs> that's just in our world, you know, right. uh, for me, recovery is just, going through your day you know whether it's up down you're gonna have a good day bad day but no matter what i just don't use you know my thinking has changed i have compassion i have love and understanding and there's people still out in this world that aren't in your best interest Absolutely. they really don't care yeah and so i just let those people be i don't mm -hmm. you know it's who you hang around with those Let's go back to those high school days, right? Or those elementary days. It's who you who you allow in your circle <clears throat> and who you allow in your in your okay. camp, you know? And and you know, planting the seed is is important. And so uh just recently I got an opportunity to go into the Arizona Federal Penitentiary and get badged to go back in to federal penitentiaries in Arizona and take a meeting in there. Yeah, so that's wow. an opportunity that I'm looking forward to, to going back in there. You know, that's what happened. That's how I first got acclimated back into the rooms of recovery here in, in, in Texas. And so why not get back in there? Mm -hmm. So uh, we did that and excited to have that opportunity. And, and I'm looking forward to that. So. When you go back into the prisons, when you go back, how do you feel? Do you feel proud, sad? It's all about love. It's all about love. It's the identification. It's the identification that you go into the prisons, you you allow them to see who you are, you 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 try to just really be in their shoes. Um, 
it humbles me. And you just you share with them what you go through, what I went through. And um, the hardest part is some of these guys and girls are looking at a lot of, a lot of time. And so it's really the life inside is also as tough as it is outside, if not tougher. So it's all about inside and how you carry your temple and how you live your life. So in the inside, where does change come from? You know, you can, you can be a hardened criminal all your life. You know, if that's, if that's what you want, okay, then let it be. But if you want a little bit of what we have, there's an opportunity there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would love to, to be there right there with you, you know, and, and, and share that, that, that path. And, and so uh, there's a couple guys here that, that I'm still uh, involved in their lives and I'm, I'm so grateful. Um, I have a friend of mine, his dear friend, he just got a promotion. I'm just, I, I can't tell you enough about him. He's, uh, without dropping his anonymity, he's, he's just, too, I'm, I'm so proud of him. And, and uh, he started like me and he had to go to prison, but you know, he was in addiction. And uh, he got a promotion here at a really nice restaurant and he's just doing the deal. And I, I love being there with him and sharing that path with him. So, right. yeah. Well, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. If they're watching on YouTube and see your infectious smile, <laughs> that, oh my gosh, I can't, was it 2016 or 17 when I met you at Righteous? Um, we, Lanny introduced us and your smile's infectious. Um, oh, thank you. I'm your so your passion for culinary and I didn't know your story at the time, you know, yeah. and you you opened me into your world, you trusted me, and uh, I I got to know you, and I'm it's such a blessing to know you. You know, it was just one of those opportunities that I saw that when I, I think it was the Johnson and Wells. I was like, she's Johnson and Wells. You know what? Let me go talk to her. She's Beef Council. Let me go talk to her. What is she doing? You know, she really. I wanted to recruit you. Hey, what are you doing? Like, and then I saw Greg, and I was like, well, you know what? You guys are awesome. She's taking care of him, of course, of course, yes. Do you miss culinary? Being in the, absolutely. Be, being in the kitchen serving I, consumers. I, absolutely. Sometimes I'll do some private gigs. You know, I love doing private gigs, you know, just really intimate settings, six to 20 people. I love, love doing that. But the everyday grind, no, my time has come and gone. I'm just not as good as I thought I was, you know, and, and so... I go to restaurants and I see the open air kitchen and I feel for them. I go back there and, you know, I just, yeah. I, I feel for them and Hey, you know what? It's, it's your time. And I uh, just don't have that, that energy and drive that I want to do. I love the passion. I always have the passion for food and beverage. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I travel, I, I get to, to meet people and understand. And, and I, identification, I use that with them in culinary world and, sure. and, and share the love and, uh, there's some amazing food here in the, right now and oh, some new yeah. things. Uh, we're having dinner tonight and, and, and hard getting reservations. And we're going to Dallas. So I'm, 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 uh, I'm excited to, to go out there and, and see what, what, what people are doing. You're sitting, you're on the other side now. Yeah. You're on the other side. It yeah, feels good. It. You know, it. I have to tell you, I don't, I've probably told you this, but when Greg and I met, He's, he just, he assumed anyone that has a culinary degree and loves and has passion for food wants a restaurant. And he's like, do you want a restaurant? I mean, I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, that would be great. And You're I'm like, crazy. no, 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 no. And he didn't understand why. And I said, I have so many friends in the industry. They've lost marriages, addicts, lost their lives. I mean, just, but they're so 
talented and the, it's it's a talent it's a rare breed and and uh but no i i never wanted i wanted to do the media and exactly what i did for years and years but no thank you <laughs> and your dad said what do not open a <laughs> he promised me he said you know what what um he asked me you know because we talk about things in life in general he says you know you're going to get an inheritance i probably shouldn't say this but so what are you going to do with it so I give it away. What are you talking about? He's like, just as long as you don't open a restaurant, don't open a restaurant. Deal. Done deal. And <laughs> I know what you're going to do. You're going to open Apple Tree Absolutely. is exactly what you're I going to do. Wait. I'm so excited. I can't, I can't tell you how ready and, and it just this new life. It's just new opportunities, new way of just hoping, helping people. And, um, it's just a blessing. I, I really am. It's just a blessing. So. Well, I know, and you are a blessing to so many people that you have already helped and that you will continue to help because I know you are going to do this. All right, everyone. So I can't even tell you how excited I am about your future. And um, just Thank if you. anyone's listening here Thank today so that's interested in talking to you, how can they reach you? Please reach me at Gabe underscore Benjamin, all lowercase. Um, Call me, 682-717-3556. I am transparent. <laughs> Call me. Let me know. If you, you just want to have coffee, me. I will fly to you. I, I, whatever it takes. Yes. Whatever it takes. I'm, I'm interested in, in, in listening and in, in working with people and, and just uh, being involved. Being involved. Let's go. Let's well, go. Thank you, friend, so much. Thank you for your passion you. and your friendship, for sure. Absolutely. And, okay, everyone. So if you want to be involved and help with Gabe and his mission to help people, please go in our show notes and you can see how to get in touch with him. And, you know, it takes a village. It takes a village, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching and keep being fabulous. Mm -hmm.